All right, we'd like to welcome everyone uh, this last Wednesday, January the 31st of uh, January. And uh, <clears throat> I'd like to give you a quick update on my wife. <clears throat> they just moved her today from the hospital. She's been in the hospital for two weeks. They moved her today to, to Signature Rehab. Uh, she'll probably be there a while. She's still got some, a lot, lot of recovering to do. Uh, she can't walk just yet. She can talk, but her talk's real slow. Uh, <clears throat> just clear, but real slow. Just comprehension. Uh, struggling a little bit with her comprehension. and Struggling a little bit with her mobility. But we want to thank everyone for praying for her. And uh, it's going to be a long road. And uh, we're pleased to see how much she's improved and we look forward to seeing her get even better but we want to thank everyone for praying for our wife <clears throat> we're going to start a new series tonight and before we ever get started i'd just like to give you a heads up i think it'll be beneficial to a lot of people and i would invite you to maybe call your family friends tell them listen in tonight we do have a lot of people listening on the on the live stream and we thank God for that but this one's going to be a new a series called I Can Help You and we're going to be on this series for probably over a year going to try to cover a lot of topics just simple topics and uh, we'll explain that more here in just a minute we're going to have a word of prayer get uh, Sister Rita I think she wants to sing and then we'll get right into this tonight Father we thank you Lord for your mercy and your grace new every morning Thank you, Lord, for your blessings. Lord, uh, can't be numbered for multitude. Lord, those special blessings. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for those praying for us, each and every one of them. Thank you, Father, for not only, Lord, hearing prayer, but answering prayer. Thank you, Lord, our wife's doing better. Thank you, Father, Lord, for uh, Lord helping all in the church that's been sick and uh, recovering from surgery and those, Lord, uh, just uh, struggling uh, Lord, uh, in the things of this world, Father, we know these are trying times. Uh, we know, Lord, your word says that it's going to be perilous times and it's going to be a hardship. We're kind of like in the modern day Egypt, Lord, it's more for less. And our Pharaoh, Lord, he don't want nothing to do with God. We just pray, Lord, you'd come get us soon, take us to the promised land, that heavenly promised land. Abraham saw the city had foundation whose builder and maker was God. That's where we're headed, Lord. That city you went away to build. Our Father, continue to bless our wife. Bless all those listening, Lord, tonight. And I pray you make this a series, Lord, a blessing, we pray. We thank you for it all. Ask it in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Amen. All right. That tilted up in front, I don't think it hurt nothing. I just needed a little tweak to one thing. So this is the simple method 
that has helped me drop close to 76 pounds since August 2023. I kept it to myself for a while to see if it worked, but when I started losing up to 11 pounds week after week, it caused a stir among our family and friends. Go out of Hi, I'm Are you past the point of weary? Is your burden weighing heavy? Is it hard too much to carry? Let me tell you about my Jesus. Do you feel that empty feeling? Just chains on out and stealing. And you desperate for some healing. Let me tell you about my Jesus. Mm. Let me 
tell you about my Jesus. Oh, he makes a way where there ain't no way. Rises up from an empty Ain't no sinner that he can save. Let me tell you about my Jesus. His love is strong and his grace is free. And the goodness in my dog and he can do for you what he's done for me. Let me tell you about my Jesus. is your credit score, right? Wrong. In fact, this is the first of three major credit score lies you're being told by the big credit companies. Fall for any of these three lies and it doesn't matter what you do. <laughs> Technology, I'll tell you. Just you Thank off. you for singing that, Reed. I needed that. I come in here, I mean lowering a snake's belly. I got up this morning at 2.30 and prepared what we're going to be teaching on tonight. I believe it to be good and I would encourage you to Maybe get a pen and paper out. You might be interested in some of this stuff more thoroughly than you realize. But I needed that song. It's Sister Rita just sung. I'll tell you, it's been a long day. been a tough day. They did move my wife, like I said, to Signature Rehab over on uh, Westwood Street, uh, right off the bypass there. I got in room number 104, and I'll was there with her this afternoon and I'm very satisfied I believe she'll make a little bit more improvement there we do desire your prayers uh, we want you to keep praying for us pray without ceasing amen uh, looking over some of the things here I've seen where Chris Walls and her husband Mike uh, they were desiring prayer and we have been praying for them but uh, I didn't have my notes up with me a while ago but uh, let me uh let me touch on a few things here real quick. This is pretty pertinent information tonight. Uh, this is uh, the first service of a series uh, that we're going to be calling the I Can Help You uh, series. And uh, this coming next month, February the 20th, I'll be 70 years old. And I just want to mention this, that for 34 Years of that 70 years, I was a lost man, a wicked, hell-deserving sinner. But now for 36 years, I've been a born-again child of God saved. And uh, I have a, a God, I've been called of God to be a preacher for 32 years. And I've read my, and I don't read anything but a King James 1611 Bible. You take that for what it's worth. I'll just tell you right now, God's not to all the confusion. I know all kind of preachers. I know them personally. They went to another version of the Bible, and they couldn't quote the Bible. And they can't today. So I'll tell you right now, if you want to honor God, honor His Word. Amen. But I don't read anything. And I will have to say, I ran the gauntlet. I started out with a one version of the Bible, went to nothing and nothing and nothing and nothing. My wife kept buying me Bibles. And I'm just telling you, the light didn't come on. 
Man seen me read my Bible in the cafeteria. Walked up to me and said, what you reading? I said, my Bible. He said, let me see it. He looked at it. He said, throw that away and get you a King James Bible. The only reason I'm sharing this with you is I did what he told me. And when I did, the light came on. And I'm not reading anything else, I'll just tell you. But I read a King James 1611 version of the Bible. I've read it completely through over 20 times. And uh, I can help you if you'll listen and if you'll let me. And also let me say you can help us too. I have two goals. One is to grow this church. We just got a small, just small country church. Uh, seating capacity about 50. And uh, we're hoping to... to fill in one of those seats we want to but uh, I want to grow this church and the other goal I got I'd like to get out of debt please pray for me about that amen but you can help this little church uh, by donating to this godly work and if the Lord puts it in your heart now listen I want you to listen to nobody real good right here if God puts it in your heart to give to this work there's a reason for it and I always try to do things God puts in my heart to do but uh, if God tells you to do that or puts in your heart to do that, I want to tell you the, the address so you'll be able to do it if you, if you feel led to do so. So if you decide that uh, you want to uh, help with this godly work here, uh, you'll be a co-labor together with us in this work. Uh, we want this work to be a fruitful work, to be a faithful work. And uh, any donation or any contribution that you give will be a help to us in this work uh, and also in our two goals. And if God does put it in your heart or upon your heart to, uh, to help this work or to give to this work, we want to give you an address uh, so you can send your donations. Now if you've got a pencil out, I just want you to write this down. The reason I want you to write it down, God may put it on your heart. Why are you saying that, Brother Eddie? Well, it woke me up. Uh, not last night, but the night before that, the night before that, about this very series we're going to be teaching about tonight. But uh, you can send any donations or any contributions, send them to Landmark Baptist Church in care of our secretary, Tammy Tibbs, 4857 Smith's Grove, Scottsville Road, Smith's Grove, Kentucky, 421 Seven two, and I'll say that one more time. I'm not real fast on reading, but you can always back up and watch the live stream and get it again. But send them to Landmark Baptist Church in care of our treasure, Tammy Tibbs, forty eight fifty seven Smith Grove Road, Scottsville Road, Smith Grove, Kentucky, four two one seven one. And all contributions or all donations will be appreciated. And not only that, they'll be prayed over with thanksgiving. And uh, we know if God puts it in your heart, there's a reason for it. And that's the way God meets the needs. He puts it on people's heart. We've done seen that in our own life. But you will be alone. We'll be a long time in this series on these Wednesday nights. And our goal is to help people. When I say our goal is to help people, uh, you can uh, request topics to be discussed. And uh, we will take the Bible, and that's all I have to explain uh, things, topics, or questions. And uh, we will expound upon those topics. Uh, or if you have a question, you can put your question 
uh, in the letter with your donation. And uh, we promise to bring them into this I Can Help You series. It may take us some time to work it in, but we'll, we'll get on to it as quick as we can. And, uh, and we will try to bring some light, some understanding, uh, maybe some help in the subject matter. And we'll try our best to give a, a simple answer if it's a simple subject. And if it's a long gone subject, I'll just tell you, it takes a while to bring some of this stuff out. But pray for us in this effort, and we hope to be a blessing. And I tell your family and your friends about this series, because I believe it'll be a benefit uh, to a lot of people. Our series tonight, on this I Can Help You series, the subject tonight is salvation. Uh, we want to keep this simple. The Bible mentions about the simplicity that's in Christ in 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse number 3. Uh, God, first of all, God wants you to be saved. He wanted me to be saved. And I'm not going to give my testimony tonight, but I will give it probably before this series over with. But uh, uh, God wanted me saved. I, I didn't, I wasn't as on board with it as he was. The Bible says the preparation of the heart is of the Lord. And uh, he wants all men to be saved. Uh, in 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse number 4 through 6, God says, I, I do want to read that. Uh, we'll, we'll read a little scripture here tonight. 1 Timothy chapter number 2, verse 4 through 6. Says, uh, well, we'll read verse 3 because it won't make no sense. We don't. Says, for this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who will have all men to be saved. Now, we've got some people, they think only certain ones are going to get saved. we got racist people. Uh, we got, you know, religious people. They think they're the only ones going to heaven. Well, I want you to listen. What I, this is God's Word, not Eddie's Word. It says that God will have all men to be saved. That means he wants you saved. I don't care. I had a conversation with someone today about how bad sins are. Some sins so bad. How could God save them? Hey, listen. I'll quote a verse to you here real quick. Isaiah chapter 1 verse 18. Come now, saith the Lord. Though your sins be as scarlet, I'll make them white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, I'll make them as wool. There's no problem on his end. The only problem is on our end. He's got everything needed to save you. And he wants all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. I see my brother Eric posted scripture out of John chapter 17. And it's one of my favorite scriptures. But in John chapter number 17... Uh, Jesus said in verse number 17, Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. And I like truth. And he says, You'll come to the knowledge of the truth. And he said, For there's one God and one mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus, who gave himself a ransom, here again, for all. Jesus didn't die for some. He died for all. And uh, 
and that will be testified in due time. A lot of people ain't quite got it figured out. But God wants all men to be saved, and I do too, but I can't save them, but He can. Amen. And uh, the reason God wants all men to be saved because all have sinned. Romans chapter 3 verse 23 says all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. That means you. You're a sinner. Or you're a saved sinner like me. But if you're not saved, you're still a sinner. And you need to get saved. And not only are we all sinners, but we all come short of the glory of God. And if you're not saved, I got some good news for you. God is long-suffering to you because He doesn't want you to perish. You can find that in 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 9. He uh, wants you to repent. And that next verse tells you that there's a time factor in that repentance. The next verse, verse 10 says, The day of the Lord will come. I mean, ready or not, He's coming. Now, if He does come, I'm leaving. If you're left behind, right now you can get saved by grace. By the grace of God, you can get saved. I mean, by grace we're saved. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 9. For by grace are we saved. You can get saved by grace. But if you miss getting saved, well, I would call this age of grace, whosoever bunch can come and get saved. If you miss that, God's going to send you a strong delusion. You're going to believe a lie and you're going to be damned. And I'll read this for you just so you'll know why I'm saying what I'm saying. And it's not his fault. But he says here in 2 Thessalonians I'm going to read down so you won't get confused. Verse 7, For the mystery of iniquity, which is talking about sin, doeth already work, only he who now liveth will live till he be taken out of the way. And then shall that wicked be revealed. Now I'm gone. I'm taken out of the way. Church is gone. Antichrist is going to come on the scene. There's no lie. There's no light to dispel the darkness. The darkness is going to take over. Then shall that wicked be revealed. Whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming. Even him whose coming is after working of Satan with all power and signs and lying wonders and with all deceivingness of unrighteousness and them that perish. Here's why they perish. Because they receive not the love of the truth that they might be saved. They could have got saved by grace. Nah, they weren't interested. Both track down. For this cause, verse 11 God shall send them strong delusion that they should believe a lie that they might all be damned who believe not the truth but have pleasure in unrighteousness. That's going to be seven years of tribulation after the church is gone such as the world's never seen. We've got tribulation right now. I'm telling you, we've got wars, rumors, wars right now. But it's going to get worse. It's going to get so bad men's hearts going to fail them for fear and looking on those things that's coming. Now our subject matter tonight is salvation. I don't want to get off chasing rabbits, but right now is the time to get saved. Right now, God's hands outstretched. He's beckoning you to come to Him. And he said, all that come to Him, John chapter 6, verse 37, He said, I'll no wise turn away. 
And he said, Whosoever shall call upon the name, Lord shall be saved. We're going to get this as simple as we can get it. Like I said, you got a time factor. That day of the Lord's coming. They want global warming, they're going to get it. You read there in 2 Timothy chapter number 3, verse 10. Uh, the earth's going to be burned up, all the elements there. They're going to get the global warming. Just going to be a little different than what they're thinking. But uh, ready or not, he's coming. That long suffering mention about giving, uh, you know, space to repent. God mentions in Revelation chapter 2 verse 21 that he gave a wicked woman named Jezebel he gave her space to repent. I don't know if it's this much this much or this much I just know this she didn't use it. And if you're not saved tonight you're listening to me tonight you're wondering what I'm telling you tonight is true or not well I used to be just like you. For 34 years, I wondered about salvation. I wondered how to be saved. I wondered if God would save me. And finally, I acted on it. I did. I come to Him, a sinner, a hell-deserving sinner, and asked Him to forgive me, and asked Him to save me. And I found out personally that God will save you if you'll come to Him in humility and honesty. I mean, I'll tell you, don't. Yeah, you might pull the wool over Brother Eddie's eyes. You're not going to pull the wool over God's eyes. God looks on the heart. You come to God and you're not sincere, you're wasting your time. Amen. I'm telling you. But now he stands ready to save such. And uh, here's why I want to do this series tonight is this question. How can I know if I'm saved? Now I can help you with this. One thing is because I have been saved. And I know the matter or the subject matter personally, proficiently, whatever you want to call it. But uh, here's how you can know you're saved. Clear as a bell. Ask yourself right now this question. If I died today, and you very well may, I'm just telling you, I just done a wedding uh, December the 9th, 2023. A good friend, a good brother, Brother Tim Oaks, his beautiful new wife, uh, Sean, and unknown to me, and unknown to them, even though I did discuss the subject matter, their daughter would die within one month. She died January the 9th. And it caught me by surprise. I didn't even know about it until the funeral was done over with. I found out about it from a friend of mine, Brother Donnie. Uh, his sister knew Tim and uh, they were connected by way of Facebook and old brother Eddie this is the only Facebook I know I keep my face in this book but uh, I, I was sad to find out about it after the fact but we've been praying for brother Tim and his, his new bride Sean that God would carry them through this terrible valley but what I'm saying is you may very well die she wasn't very old I think she was 36 or 37 or something like that but we always think, you know, I'm going to live to be 100. going to live to be, you know, 90, 80, whatever. I can tell you what the Bible says. It says your days are three score and ten. Psalms chapter 90, verse number 10. says your days are three score and ten. That means 70 years. And I'll be 70 <laughs> next month. Uh, if by reason of strength, they be four score. That means you exercise, you took your vitamins, uh, you, 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 you ate right and and kept in shape and you made it to 80 
But even if you make it to 80, it says, then we're cut off and we fly away. So when it comes to death, it can come so quickly. I can remember as a 10-year-old boy afraid to close my eyes thinking I might not wake up in the morning and end up in hell. And I thank God that God does deal with us like that. He said in Genesis chapter 6, my spirit shall not always strive with man. I couldn't get even lost without the help of God. But the reason I'm talking about this subject matter tonight is I want you to know that you're saved. I don't want you to uh, have any doubts. Matter of fact, anything less than 100%, the Bible said whatsoever is not a faith is sin. So that's why you, you need to have that 100% assurance that you're saved. Uh, don't toss to and fro about it. Uh, settle it. Get it fixed. And uh, ask yourself if you're saved. Uh, and let's use the Bible about this topic that we're talking about here about this question. And I'll try my best to simplify the answer of what we're talking about. Salvation is a personal matter. Therefore, the Bible tells you to work out your own salvation. Now, I can help you, but you still need to know yourself. And work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. That's found in Philippians chapter 2, verse number 12. That's why I read my Bible through 20 times. I wanted to be rooted. I wanted to be grounded. I wanted to be steadfast. I wanted to be unmovable. I wanted to be able to stand up against the wiles of the devil and the lies of the devil. You see, uh, the devil's going to try to come against you nine different ways. Uh, Jesus, when he was baptized of John the Baptist, there in Matthew chapter number uh, 3, uh, right there, at, right after he got baptized and uh, the Spirit of God came down from heaven like a dove, lit upon him, voice from heaven said, This is my beloved Son, whom I'm well pleased. Now this is all symbolic. Jesus didn't have no need of getting saved because he never was ever lost. He was born sinless. He lived a sinless life. And uh, here comes the devil in the next chapter, Matthew chapter 4, and the first thing the devil did, and this is the first thing the devil did with you, he questioned the sonship of Jesus. Now, I'll read that. Uh, rather me quote it. I mean, I can't quote it. But rather me quote it, I want to read it verbatim. If you want to look over there, look at Matthew chapter number 4. Now, remember Jesus come to John and told John to baptize him. And John said, hey, i got need to be baptized to you. Cometh out of me. There was significance to this. It's symbolic of salvation. And... Uh, Right after Jesus was baptized of John, right after the voice from heaven saying, this is my, I'm, I'm God's, one of God's beloved sons now. I'm, I'm not Jesus, but I'm one of God's beloved sons now because I am saved. I'm in the family of God. He's my father now. And uh, he says, whom I'm well pleased. Then was Jesus led up of the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. And when he fasted 40 days and 40 nights, after was a hungered. And when the tempter came to him, he said, If thou be the Son of God, command these stones to be made bread. Now, I don't want to get over your head. I'm trying to keep this simple tonight. But notice the first thing the tempter asked Jesus. 
if thou be the Son of God. He's going to question you. He's going to say, you didn't get saved. Well, now listen, you're the one that can answer that question. And that's why you do need to work out your salvation. You do need to be able to know you're saved. So uh, work out your salvation, fear and trembling. God wants all men to be saved. He wants you to know you're saved too. First John chapter 5, verse 13. Uh, some people say you can't know. I know I'm saved. I remember one time I was washing my hands in the restroom and a man come by and said, well, you know. I said, I know I'm saved. He said, you can't know you're saved. I said, I know I'm saved. And here's why I know I'm saved. First John chapter 5, verse 13. These things I've written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God, that ye may know that ye have eternal life, and that ye may believe on the name of the Son of God. You spend some time in this Bible, and you'll, you'll grow. Peter said, as newborn babes desire sincere milk of the Word, you may grow thereby. You will grow to the stature to where you'll know you're saved. You'll be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Here's how to know if you're saved. We're going to take this one verse here tonight. I started to start with this verse. And I thought I'll just wait and get to it. In 2 Corinthians chapter 13, this is the verse we're going to use tonight to try to bring this subject matter to some simplicity, some clarity. 2 Corinthians, Paul's writing to the church at Corinth, and he says here in verse number 5, he says, examine yourselves. Whether ye be in the faith, prove your own selves. Know ye not yourselves how that Jesus Christ is in you, except ye be reprobate. That's somebody that's not saved, rejected of God. Now, we're accepted in the beloved because we are saved. We're not rejected. But he said, examine yourselves. How? Ask yourself whether you're saved or not. And uh, you very well, uh, you know, could be saved. And, and, you know, you very well might not be saved. That's why you need to examine yourself. That's why you need to work it out. And uh, you need to know where you're going to spend eternity. Because you're going to spend eternity somewhere whether you make a decision or not. And the God that wants you saved, wants you to know that you are saved, will help you with that question. Look at uh, 1 John chapter 3 tonight. Like I said, we're trying to keep it simple. 1 John chapter 3 tonight. The subject matter about salvation, trying to keep it simple. 1 John chapter 3 is how you can get the help you need. Look at verse 19. And hereby we know that we are of the truth. And it's going to tell you why in a minute. And shall assure our hearts before Him. Verse 20 is a continuation of the conversation. For if our heart condemn us, God is greater than our heart and knoweth all things. Uh, the reason you've got that condemnation is because God wants you to know that you're not ready. You're not right. There's something you need to do. I had condemnation for 34 years. I have not had any condemnation for 36 years. Because the Bible says there's no condemnation to them in Christ Jesus. But the reason that condemnation was there to let me know that I needed to do something. 
God was dealing with me about my condition and trying to get me to get saved at Calvary. And I'll explain all that shortly. But it says here in verse 21, Beloved, if our heart condemn us not, then we have confidence towards God. So you've either got condemnation or you've got condemnation not. Uh, verse 21 talks about a condemned heart. Verse 21 talks about a heart that's not condemned. If your heart's not condemned, uh, you can't get that at Walmart. Only God can give that. He's the one that gives us the peace that passes understanding. He's the one that gives us the assurance to know we're good to go. But I'll tell you right now, if you've got condemnation in your heart, there's a reason for that condemnation of being there. God don't want you to miss heaven. And I don't neither. And you need to do something about that condemnation. Salvation's simple. All you've got to do is go to Jesus. David told the Lord to examine him and see if there be any wicked way in him. And God will reveal your condition to you. You've either got condemnation or you've got no condemnation. If you've got no condemnation, I'd say it's well with your soul. And you need to read your Bible, work it out. But if you've got condemnation, that's a red flag. Amen. Okay. And uh, God wants you to not only get saved, He wants you to know that you are saved. That lack of condemnation tells you, you know, what the answer of your situation is. The answer, uh, if the answer is not 100% yes, now I do want to make this affirmative here. You know, this is eternity. This is serious. Because you're going to die. Bible says in Hebrews chapter 9 verse 27. As it's appointed unto man. you got an appointment with death. If you're a lost person. You'll keep that appointment. If you're saved. You'll never die. Jesus told Martha. He that believeth on me. Shall never die. They'll pass from death into life. I've never done that yet. But I'm going to. I'll lay down this old dead body I'm living in. This old carcass. Been mine for 70 years now. This, this tent. I have never broke no bone in my wife. She's got a, a broke, uh, call it a humerus bone from the elbow to the shoulder. She's got a fracture in that bone right there. But that's your tent poles. That's how you're able to stand up. That's how you're able to, to walk. If you didn't have it, you're going to fall. And uh, this tent covering, I've sewed it up a few times and ripped it a few times. And, and uh, it just keeps healing up because uh, God made it. This earthly tabernacle. What's in this earthly tabernacle, my soul, is why this body is alive. And when you get saved, God will do a circumcision. And I'll read this to you so you can understand about salvation. In Colossians chapter number 2, He'll do a circumcision without hands. And the reason that's so important is because you can't sin against your soul. In Second, that's why we got eternal life. People don't like to hear that term. Once saved, always saved. Well, I'm sorry. But here's how you are once saved, always saved. In Colossians chapter 2, it says in verse 10 that ye are complete in him, talking about Jesus, which is the head of all principality and power. You don't have to go no further than Jesus. Uh, he, he, he can fix every problem you got. And he says, In whom also ye are circumcised with the circumcision 
made without hands, and putting off the body of the sins of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ. This circumcision separates my soul from this body of the sins of the flesh. Now my body can still sin. And I'll tell you right now, you sin against your body, you're going to pay. Sister Judy, she's in the hospital right now. I tried to get an update on her. She won't quit smoking. And you got to breathe. If you can't breathe, you're going to go to the hospital. They're going to try to help you. If they can't help you and you can't breathe, you're out of here. That's sin against the body. I was an alcoholic. I sinned against my body. I was a drunk. I'm talking about using my throat, use my throat for a funnel. Poured alcohol down it. I'm glad I quit with one in my hand. Had to quit, but it. I prayed about it. Asked for help. And I never wanted one no more than I wanted that pass through ribbon that was in my hand that day. And I have to admit, I just got saved. I hadn't been saved two weeks. And that thing was bigger than me, and I'm still drinking. I'm not liking it. And I went to my wife. What do you think about me drinking after I'm saved? My beloved wife, bless her heart. She, she said, maybe one every now and then, but not the way you drink. I don't think that's good after you're saved. And I went to my pastor, and he said, Brother Eddie, I don't think you'll drink it all. Bring reproach on Christ. Bring reproach on you. Those were all good answers. I just didn't like them. I went to my dad's uh, brother. He's a deacon in church up in Louisville. And I said, Uncle Benny, what do you think about a man drinking after he's saved? And he said, Eddie, the Bible says if you take anything in your body, causes harm to your body. He said, that's not good. It cause you to harm yourself or someone else. And he had a good point too. Finally, that night, I knelt down. And I, I didn't know, I still don't know much about prayer, but I do pray, pray a lot. But I didn't know much about prayer back then. I knelt down and I said, Dear Lord, I've asked everybody but you. And I'd like for you to answer my question for me about me drinking after I'm saved. And I said, Lord, if you don't care, would you show me? And I didn't know what, how to ask this. I said, Lord, if you don't care, show me the way I'll know it's you. And not knowing really what I was asking. And honestly, <laughs> I thought God would meet me that night in a dream. I thought we'd walk down the beach and we'd talk. And I couldn't hardly go to sleep that night. For the, I, I knew God had heard my prayer. I don't know how to tell you that, but I knew He'd heard my prayer. And I had that confirmation that God had heard me. And I couldn't hardly go to sleep that night for the anticipation of God coming to me and us doing some talking about what I prayed about there, about my drinking problem. And I finally fell asleep and I didn't dream anything. And I woke up next morning and I was real disappointed. And I didn't know God back then like I know Him now. I mean, I, I knew Him as my Lord and Savior, but I didn't know Him in the intimate way I know Him now. And I woke up that next morning and I was real disappointed. And I thought, well, the leaves of the world are great. God was busy last night. I'll pray about that again tonight. Now listen, if you've got a bad habit, listen to what I'm telling you here tonight. I went outside and mowed my yard. And man, I got kind of thirsty about them tall bull past blue ribbons in the refrigerator. And I got off that lawnmower. I, I was completely out of control. I was obsessed with the fact of getting to that refrigerator, getting me one of them tall bull past blue ribbons out of that refrigerator. And I was going to rip the top off of it. And I was going to drink it all one drink. Remember I told you I prayed about this. Didn't know really. Uh, I thought really God was too busy to hear my prayer, answer my prayer. I started down the hall of our house and I was going to drink this thing all in one drink. And I couldn't pull it to my mouth. And I'll just tell you, I couldn't pull it to my mouth. It scared me to death. 
was confused as a termite and wooden yo-yo, and I'm trying to figure out what's going on. I never wanted one. Lord, I wanted that one, and I'm trying to pull it, and I can't pull it to my mouth. And all of a sudden, in the middle of all that, God spoke to me. And all He said, just simple. All He said was, show me the way I know it's you. But boy, did that ever resonate with me. I remember, boy, tears running down my cheeks. I still had that can out there. I went to the kitchen sink, and I just turned that thing over in that kitchen sink. I walked in our living room, my beautiful wife in there, and I said, Honey, if you don't care, go in there in the kitchen and pull everything in that refrigerator down the drain. I won't never eat another one. The worm exploded, throw rugs and furniture went everywhere for I even got all the words out. She had that done. But I will tell you this. I knew that day, and I actually knew right then, that I'd never drink another. And only God can do that. I don't know if he cut the umbilical cord. I don't know how he done it. I just know the Bible said, when the sun sets free, they're free indeed. And if you do have a problem, no matter what it is, he's the one that can help you with it. He also is the one to save me. And that's why I'm talking about the subject matter of salvation. Because until you get saved, you don't have access to God. Once you get saved, hey, you're a son of God or a daughter of God. You can come boldly to the throne of grace thanks to Jesus and Calvary. You can pray. You have access to God. You don't have to go to the Pope. You don't have to go to the preacher. You don't have to go to the priest. You can go straight to, to God and, and through His Son Jesus and you can talk to Him personally about anything. Let me go just a hair further than this. I had a need one time. Again, hadn't been saved no time. Uh, had a need one time. God's a man of his word. And what the need was, I needed a thousand dollars that day. So what'd you do? I went out there on the back porch of the house and I knelt down there and I'm praying. I said, Dear Lord, you told me when I had a need to come to you. And I said, Lord, that's what I'm doing. I'm coming to you praying about this need. And as I was praying, I had my flip phone on my belt here and it started ringing. And I'm, I'm not going to quit praying answering this phone. I just brought it out, kept praying, Lord. Uh, you told me to come to you when I have a need. I, Lord, I need a thousand dollars. I need it today. And that phone kept ringing, 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 ringing. I got in the flesh. I didn't really want to stop praying. This phone wouldn't quit ringing. I got in the flesh, got mad. I answered the phone and real hatefully said, Hello! And the man loved that phone said, What's going on? I said, What do you mean, what's going on? He said, Look, the Lord just put you on my heart. And I need to know what's going on. And uh, I was a little bashful. And I said, well, let's pray. And he said, I need to know about what? I mean, I heard myself. He said, I've got to have hip replacement tomorrow in Cincinnati. And I need to know right now what you're praying about. And I'm still bashful. <laughs> and I said, well, I, I was just praying the Lord about something. He said, look, I need to know what it is. I need to know right now. And I said, well, I was telling the Lord I needed some money. He said, I need to know how much. Again, very bashful. But I said, I was telling the Lord I needed $1,000. And I know this man personally. He knows me personally. He said it would be underneath my office in an envelope and hung up on me. Well, when he hung up on me, I must admit there was a yellow streak come across my back, the width of my shoulders. You'd think you'd shout out. I appreciate Rita singing that song tonight. I so needed that song. That so helped me. Boy, it's amazing how music can, can minister to you. That song so ministered to me. But at that time... Uh, you know, I miss, miss the devil. 
said to me like wheat. Uh, he, he will wear me out. He said, you're a fool if you think that money's up there. And I got my car, like he told me, drive up there. And I'm driving a 55 mile an hour highway, 5 mile an hour. And I'm so close to turn around going back home. And he's, I mean, on my back. And boy, he's plowing deep, boy. And I finally made it up there where he told me to go. And I went back there and opened this wooden door. He said it would be underneath my office behind that wooden door. I opened that wooden door and sure enough there was an envelope there. And it had 10 $100 bills in there. I'm just telling you this tonight because if you get saved, God already loves you. But you don't have access to God. You get saved, you'll have access to God. He's a very present help in time of trouble. He loves you. He wants to help you. He said, try me and prove me. And you know what? You'll go everywhere but to Him. Uh, you know, you go swallow this pill, swallow that pill, go through this procedure, go through that procedure. You can go that way, or you can just go straight to Him and say, I need some help. Well, I want to share that with you. But if the answer is not 100% yes about being saved, then you need to do something about it. You need to work out, not for, your salvation. The reason I say that, on the cross, Jesus said, it's finished. He didn't say, I made a down payment. It's finished. It's done. Now, if you can accept the finished work of Calvary, here, let me explain it like this. John chapter 6. A lot of people really get mixed up right here. There's a bunch come to Jesus in John chapter 6 verse 28 and they said unto him what shall we do that we might work the works of God. See everybody wants to work. They want to do something. Now look works are great with salvation. But works won't help you at all if you're not saved. Titus chapter 3 verse 5 not by works of righteousness as we have done but according to his mercy and his grace or according to his mercy he saved us Let's stay at what we're at right here. John, John chapter 6, verse 28. Then said they unto him, What shall we do that we might work the works of God? Listen to the answer. Jesus answered and said unto them, Please listen to me. This is the work of God that ye believe on him. Talking about Jesus whom he hath sent. That's the works of salvation right there. Believe on him. When the desperate jailer in Acts chapter 16 came to Paul and Silas and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? The answer was simple. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. I think it's verse 31. And thou shalt be saved. The works were finished at Calvary. Now, believing on those works, that's what you got to do. you got to accept it. 100% accept it. Because salvation hinges on faith. But I started to quote this a while ago. In Titus chapter 3 verse 5 Not by works of righteousness which we have done But according to his mercy Notice these three words He saved us You can't save yourself He can That's why he come down to give his life a ransom for him He saved us by the washing Of regeneration And the renewing of the Holy Ghost If it's not 100% Then you need to do something about it Because that's what it needs to be God that knows your heart 
He knows whether you give it all to him or not. I gave it all to him. You need to do that too. So you need to prove not only to work out. Now, like I said, don't work for your salvation. Work out your salvation. And the works I do are because I am saved. James said, I'll show you my faith by my works. That's the only way you can see faith is by works. Somebody see your see you reading your Bible? They're going to say, that man probably saved because you're reading the Bible. Somebody sees you praying? They're going to say, that man probably saved because of seeing praying. Somebody sees you give somebody a, a gospel track? They're going to say, that man probably saved because they see you doing something that you know, goes with someone being saved. Amen. Don't work for salvation. Work out your salvation. You need to prove your, not only you need to prove to yourself that you're saved, but you need to prove to others that you are saved. Because there's going to be people, they're going to come up, and you're going to feel uncomfortable talking about it, but there will be when you get it all worked out. There'll be a time you'll be glad to talk about it. You'll be comfortable talking about it. You'll be like Sister Rita just sung. You'll be happy. You'll be uh, wanting to sing and shout about being saved. But it says here, Examine yourselves. I'm in back in 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 5. Examine yourself. How to do that, Brother Eddie? Line it up with the Bible. When you read your Bible, if you get under condemnation when you're reading it, that just calls something ain't right. When you say, I go to church, I want to find a church where I feel comfortable. If you're saved, you should feel comfortable no matter where you're at. <laughs> I've, been, I've been in churches before, and I have to admit the presence of God wasn't there. But I opened up my Bible and had the presence of God with me. But if you're not saved, don't go somewhere where you feel comfortable. The reason you don't feel comfortable is because God's trying to help you know you need to get saved. But it says examine yourselves. This changes on two pages here. Examine yourselves. Where do you be in the faith? It says prove your own self. You need to prove it to yourself and prove it to others beyond a shadow of a doubt. Uh, and you know, you're still, it takes years to build a testimony. It only takes about a second to lose one. So that's why it's important that you do live righteous, godly, and soberly in this present world. Romans chapter 12, verse 1, Paul said, I beseech you, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. When that says reasonable service, that's the reward of his suffering. He deserves us to walk before him in the beauty of holiness. Set the standard as high as you can set it. Not for salvation, but because you are saved. The world is going to look at you. They're going to try and find fault with you. They're going to say everything on the sun about you. All manner of things they'll say about you. It ought to run off your back like water off a duck's back. Because you're not going to answer to them. You're going to answer to him. It says here, Prove your own selves. And it says, Know ye not your own selves. Now listen, you need to know. And you can know. I, I showed you there, First John chapter 5, verse 13. God said, These things I've written that you may know you have eternal life. And you need to know it. Know ye not your own selves. How that Jesus Christ is in you. Hey, I had a void here. Let me take just a minute here. Get off the script here. I had a void here. I bought things, it didn't fix it. I drank things, it didn't fix it. 
But I'll tell you what did fix it. April 27, 1988, when I called upon him to treat your mercy, to all that called upon him, and asked him to forgive me my sins, asked him to come into my heart, save my soul. Jesus Christ took his rightful place on the throne of my heart. And I became whole, and I have to admit, Christ is in me as of April 27th, 1988. There won't nothing else fill that void. Uh, you know, you, you can grow up in some kind of religion, it's still going to be empty. Only Jesus satisfies, only Jesus saves. I'm telling you, if you go to Jesus and get saved, I quoted a verse to a lady this week at the hospital. She didn't really want me to quote no verses to her. And I said, can I quote one? She said, yeah, quote me one. And I quoted her this verse. Psalms chapter 34, verse 8. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. I didn't know that before April 27th, 1988. But I know it as of April 27th, 1988. And not only did I find out that it was good, I got in the buffet line. I've been supping with Jesus ever since. Know yourselves. Uh, prove yourselves. Go to church. Read your Bible. And uh, make sure that you have that blessed assurance Jesus is mine. Now, we can't go forever. So I'm going to stop right there. But I do want to say this. If you've got any questions about salvation, this is my phone number. My phone number is 270-646-7019. Now I advise you to text me instead of call me because I get so many spam calls that I can't answer them. I get them like rapid fire. I must be on the most wanted list. I don't know. But if you'll text me, Brother E. I really want to know I'm saved. Like I said, this series is, I can help you. Here's how I can help you. I am 100% saved. And I'm enjoying every minute of it. But I'm like a compass. I can point you to the one that saved me. And the one that loved me. And gave himself for me. That forgave me my sins. And saved my soul. He'll do the same for you if you'll just come to Him. And I'll help you any way I can. I'd love for you to get saved. Love for you to go to heaven. I wouldn't miss heaven for nothing. A lot of people, they're laying claim to this world down here. The Bible says, what would it profit a man if he gained the whole world and lost his soul? Mm, bad trade. What will a man give in exchange for his soul? Jesus gave everything He had for you. You can't give what He gave. No matter what you sacrifice, He'll not compare with his. We're going to stop looking at time back there. Father, we thank you for this first night of the I Can Help You series. Lord, our goal and desire is to help people. We're trying our best, Lord, to keep it simple and not go overboard with information. And Lord, we want to be as clear as we can and as helpful as we can. But thank you for this first night. Bless the people that listen, those Father here on the internet. We thank you, Lord, for all those, Lord, that listen in. We give you praise and ask, Lord, you to bless our efforts. In Jesus' name we pray.
Amen.